Welcome to Ghibli Minute. Ghibli Minute. I'm Richard Dunham. And I'm Chiego Dunham. Ghibli Minute is the podcast where we talk about Studio Ghibli movies one minute at a time. Minute by minute. Or minute by minute is another way to say that. Today, we're talking about Kiki's Delivery Service, Minute One. Minute one, it's, um, yeah, minute one starts with the Studio Ghibli logo with Totoro firmly ensconced there. And it ends with a girl walking off screen. So we're back. We're back. It's a much lighter feeling diving into Kiki. Yeah. Because not only are we not covering something really sad, there's not like the dread of the next week being (laughs) really sad. It's just a fun movie. Yeah. The whole way through. The whole way through. Yay. You excited about it? Yeah. Kiki, when did you... Uh, when did I watch Kiki? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I must have watched it probably on DVD. Yeah. Definitely on DVD. Probably, yeah. Once they uh, once the DVDs became available mm-hmm. when you were a kid. Probably didn't see it before you were born. Yeah. No. All right. All right. All right. Excited? Okay. Should we dive yeah, in? Yeah, let's dive in. Starts with the Studio Ghibli logo, and then... And then... Kiki's Delivery Service. We got the logo they use, and I guess this is in the book as well. They use the, the English name for the logo. It clearly says Kiki's Delivery Service in yeah. English. Yeah. Right? In English. And you've got the little logo of her on the broom with... With Gigi. With the cat and the yeah. radio. So it says Tokuma Shoten, Yamato Transport, and Nippon Television Network present. It's 1989. So why? So we know Tokuma Shoten is their regular partner. Mm-hmm. Why Yamato Transport? I heard a bit ago that I don't know Bing uh-huh. was like wasn't a real. It's not like a real word. In the Japanese language, so like Takyu being was taken by Yamato, I think. Or there was some controversy over Takyu being. Majino Takyu being. Yeah, it's not, uh, I don't think it's a controversy, but they, Yamato Transport coined the term Takyu being as opposed to Takuhai being. So we should say that for, I mean, Yamato Transport, for those who don't know, it's a transport company. Wow. <laughs> they do no they do deliveries they're kind of like a fedex service or ups mm-hmm. in japan so takuhai bean is you know uh parcel delivery so they coined the term that was like the, the generic term for hey having parcels mm-hmm. delivered <laughs> but they coined the term takyu bean so replacing the high delivery with q which is fast or mm-hmm. hurry so Fast delivery is the term that they coined. Mm-hmm. So they can't, per Japanese trademark law, they can't prevent anybody else from using this word. So when the the novel, the original novel was published in 1985, the author used that word in the title. Majo no takyubin, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, Yamato Transport couldn't prevent it. And then definitely when the movie came out, or was moved into production. It's not like Yamato Transport was angry. They right. like fully supported it, so they're part of the part of the sponsors. So they present that's the story. Okay. But the funny thing is, 
not the funny thing, but one amusing thing about it is if you look up this on uh, Wikipedia, the citation they have for for the Yamato Transport coining this term is a website. Um, it's an archive uh, on the archive.org's time machine, but it's an archive of a, a page on IBM's website. Because IBM has like a, they have a case study of the consulting work they did building web services for Yamato Transport. I see. So it's pretty funny they were doing all this. This is the stuff that I do for a living. It's like build uh-huh. web services. <laughs> so, like all the stuff they're talking about in this in this web page. But they talk about Yamato and then they talk about how they coined the term Takubi. Mm-hmm. So that's why Yamato Transport. Why Nippon Television Network. <laughs> I didn't... So because it was this was originally going to be a 60-minute television special. Oh. And they had assigned another director to it, like Ghibli Studios did. Mm-hmm. But as Miyazaki does, he got so involved with it that he just took over and he made so many changes to the plot. Mm. Uh, so there's so much more to the story now that they're like, okay, this is more than 60 minutes and it's not going to be a TV special. Yeah. It's going to be a theatrical release. Okay. So, and then, then on the bottom right, it says copyright Eiko Kadono, who is the author of the novel, Nibaraki, which as you may recall is Miyazaki's personal studio, which he had named after his favorite car. So Nibariki is two horsepower. Mm-hmm. Ni. Two. Ba. Horse. Niki, yeah. Power. And Tokima Shoten. Okay. Anything okay. else on this little card here? Nah. <laughs> and then we get a beautiful lake. Yeah. Not a pond. <laughs> it's pretty big. Not a pond. Yeah, no, it's, it's a way lake. bigger than a this pond. This is a lake. So this is supposed to be taking place in a northern European type country. So yeah. They did research trips, like to, you know, to research the background and, or just kind of the scenery and stuff. Mm-hmm. They could tr- took a trip to Stockholm in Sweden. So it's, I guess you could say that this, all the, the architecture and the scenery is Stockholm. Is inspired by Sweden, I guess. Mm-hmm. And we hear a, we hear a weather report on the radio. Yeah. Uh, and he says the name of the country, right? There's, yeah. Now, the latest weather forecast for Northwest Koriko is what the English subtitle says. In the Japanese, it's not Koriko. It's... Uh, Karikia. Karikia, yeah. So, what is it called? Seihoku Karikia? Yeah. Northwest Koriko. They do mention, though, that the uh, it's coming, The weather is coming in from the continent. So, if we, talk about, if we think about the geography of this world, mm-hmm. on Earth, at least... Weather generally moves from west to east. Yes. So if weather is moving off of the continent, even though this is like a northern European style country, this is placed kind of like Japan is Mm -hmm. off the east coast of a larger larger landmass. Yeah. And here's my other big note here. It's not in the English subtitles. The English subtitles says mild winds will be blowing in from the northwest. In the Japanese... They say uh, there's a wind strength of three. Huryoku-san. So what is, so this is what I had to look up. What is wind strength? Wind strength of three. 
So apparently Japan uh, uses the Beaufort scale, which is a wind scale, uh, a scale of wind measurement developed by, hold on. Okay, so according to Wikipedia, the Beaufort scale is an empirical measure that relates wind speed to observed conditions at sea or on land. Its full name is the Beaufort Wind Force Scale. So developed by um, Francis Beaufort, who uh, became a rear admiral in the Royal Navy of uh, Great Britain. Mm-hmm. So he uh, he wanted, you know, the ship's logs, like captain's logs in the Royal Navy that would always, you know, write down weather conditions, right? Right. It's one of our main source of what the weather was like, like in past couple hundred years around the world Mm -hmm. because they had all these british ships making logs but he was frustrated because you know captains would write down the wind speed or the wind conditions and it would be totally subjective so he wanted it to be you know one captain gentle breeze might be somebody else's almost gale force or whatever so Mm -hmm. he developed this scale to be an empirical uh measure rather than subjective Uh So a Beaufort scale of three is a gentle breeze of the wind moving at speeds of from seven to 10 knots, which is eight to 12 miles per hour Mm -hmm. or 12 to 10 uh, kilometers per hour, 3.4 to 5.5 meters per second with perhaps scattered white horses. (laughs) If you're looking at the waves on the ocean. Oh, so that's the Beaufort scale. Wind force of three. Wind force of three. Uh, so did you uh, have any notes on the voice actor for the radio announcer? I almost forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> almost. 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 Because I was like, oh, this is a radio. This radio it doesn't ra- a, register, is, my, register in my brain. You don't see an animated face <laughs> talking. Yeah. So this Kiki's delivery service isn't like Grave of the Fireflies where they're are only two main characters and the rest of the voices you have no idea who is who so the radio announcer who is same voices of the policeman oh is he yes later on yeah is koichi yamadera koichi yamadera looking at his imdb he i guess his first bigger role is in ranma one half ranma one half one half as Yoga Hibiki, he was in, let's see, Dragon Ball Z is Tenshin Hung. He's, yeah, he's in a lot of drama, one half, movies, TV series. Associated media. Associated media, <laughs> But it seems like he's still working today a lot. He was in the Cowboy Bebop movie Oh, okay. as Spike Spiegel. As Spike, well, not as the... Spike, be- and he was also in the TV series oh, as okay. Spike Spiegel. <laughs> okay, so he's Spike. He's Spike. Be- okay, so that's pretty big. That's pretty big, in my world at least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's a pretty big big name, I guess. He was in Ghost Spike, in the Shell. Like Spike Spiegel. He's the lead. He's of the Cowboy lead. Of, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Pretty big. He was in Ghost in the Shell's like like mm, I'm looking. He's in Ghosts in the Shell, standalone complex as Togusa. Oh, really? And he returns in Ghosts in the Shell 2, Innocence, as Togusa. So Togusa is the... Uh... The radio announcer. <laughs> <No. laughs> 
Interesting <laughs> voice. I'm just saying. Douglas is like the uh, the fully human mullet-headed guy in Ghost in the Shell. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, that's his name. Yeah, so he's like the third lead yeah. in Ghost in the Shell after the colonel and the, the dude's name, Pato. Yeah. So this is a pretty big... He's um he he's plays a major a, player. He plays a lot of he plays Donald Duck, the Beast, Genie, and various others in the Kingdom Hearts video games. Oh, okay. Um let's see. I'm looking. Now I'm just picturing the guy in the radio studio reading the reading the weather report <laughs> mm-hmm. with Douglas's mullet. Heck yeah. Oh, he was um in uh, starting when? Starting when? Um he's been playing Inspector Zenigata. Oh, really? From Lupin the 3rd lately? Okay. He was Inspector Zenigata and Lupin the 3rd a woman called Fujiko Mine, which is like When did that come out? Uh 2012. Okay. So that's like Fujiko Fujiko-chan's little series. Oh, okay. For her. She has her own. She's yeah. got her own thing. Yeah. Um, he was in... He plays Mew in Super Smash Brothers, like in those video games. Does the voice for Mew. And sm- uh, Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. Mew. 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 Mew, not Mew. No, not Mew. Okay, I was thinking Mew. Street Fighter. No. no sorry. No more. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, he's pretty... Yeah. He's pretty, making a name for himself. Made, yeah. He played Titus in Final Fantasy Fifteen. Titus Joutos, are you thinking? Yeah, I can't. That, was one, that wasn't one of my favorite Final Fantasies, so I can't remember oh, the... Hold on a second. Titus? Titus. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know what? I, I didn't get very far in that one. <laughs> it's like, it's all dudes. It's like it's, It was like a sausage fest. I'm like, what's uh-huh. going on here? It's like okay. three dudes in a... In a car trip, didn't. Oof. He played the lead in the the disastrous life of Psyche K as Psyche Kumagoro. Okay. Um, that's a good series. That's something I watched. Um, and he's going to be in the Evangelion Shin Gekijoubang as Ryoji Kaji is rumored to be. Oh, there's new Evangelion. This is. I mean, You're bearing I, the lead here. There's I guess. new Evangelion coming. On IMDb, it's in parentheses in red text filming. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's the radio announcer. All right, that's the radio announcer. That's pretty big. <laughs> Let's see. What what does it see? We get the radio and then we see this young girl lying on the slope above the lake. Mm-hmm. And she listens to the weather report and we see the radio next to her. Iconic. And then we see this bee. Some for some reason we spend a couple seconds on this bee, yeah, visiting flowers. It's like little tulip like looking things. Mm-hmm. I didn't look at the flowers. I didn't either. I'm over that. I think we so learned I'm our sorry. lesson. <laughs> it says now a word from today's sponsor, and she gets up. She gets she sits up rather, and then mm-hmm. we see that we have this this shot of her sitting up, looking at the lake from behind. Mm-hmm. It has to be inspired by the Andrew Wyeth painting, right? Christina's World. I mean, you. I mean, I can. You see can't it. tell me that there's not <laughs> some. She's got like the a little bit of a pink, and she's got the pink apron, I guess. 
to go with the pink dress that Christine is w- wearing this mm-hmm. painting. It's pretty similar. Pretty similar. If you get a chance to see that that painting by Andrew Wyeth is hanging in the Museum of Modern Art in uh, New York. I had a chance to visit it a couple years ago when I was in New York in 2017. That painting is, you should go see it because it's amazing. Yeah. It's um, amazing. I mean, it's not very big and you can't, looking at it, yeah, the detail in that painting is just mind blowing, Mm -hmm. mind blowing. Anyway, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Christina's world. Christina's but world. But here we are in Kiki's world. Mm-hmm. And then she, I think she turns off the radio. Is that right? Yeah. Gets up and walks off screen. And that's the end of the minute. That's the end of the minute. All right. We'll find out where she's walking to, I guess, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, Here on Ghibli, Ghibli Minute. minute.